everyone. This is the Come Up and Use podcast, episode 45. This is the Thai guy. How's it going? <laughs> and Brett is here as well. <laughs> We're back. Yes, Brett. I think I said Brett's, which is... Oh, you're Brett's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brett's is here. <laughs> My name now is an S, so yeah. let's just keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm Tyler's, and you're Brett's. So it's like, right, yeah, that makes sense. Um, sure. But, you know, we were talking off air about how sometimes our prophecies come true. And yes. if we cast our minds back to our much lauded early episode of Should Have Been an Action Star, you know, the thing that became you know, with, with Rye Guy – um, you know, became our uh, a segment because it was so popular. One of those people, yes, has come true. We've been waiting. If that and makes that, any sense. So, Ty, person, take it away. What what's that, going on with this? Um, should have been an action star that now is an action star. Yes, now he is, and that man is Michael Flatley. He's in his own action movie finally called Blackbird. It's coming out uh, soon ish, and it has Eric Roberts. <laughs> of course. So, but I think in that early episode, we said, oh, why can't Michael Flatley be an action star? Well, our yes. prayers have been answered. It only took, a, a, you know, a long time, but just, a, you know, eight months or so after we said that, <laughs> something like that, maybe a year. Well, I think it shows yeah. that people are listening, you know. Yeah, they're listening. Um, some of the stuff we've said has kind of come to pass, like we've said before. Vinegar Syndrome has released Death Promise and Get Even on Blu-ray. I think people are listening. We're having an impact clearly. Yeah. This with this Blackbird movie, it shows that our podcast it has some sort of force in the universe. Yeah, I think it has some sway, some clout, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so hopefully this movie is good, you know, because he's now grizzled, you know, because he's older now, the flats. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, I hope he kicks people in it. You know, if he does, it would be a crime if he didn't. I know he shoots people. He, he's supposed to be like a secret. He's supposed to be a grizzled secret agent. And I'm assuming Eric Roberts is the bad guy. I haven't really, I don't really know much about it. I think there's a trailer online. I just saw that. I was like, whoa, finally, flatly. <laughs> finally, flatly. That's yeah, what they should have called it. <laughs> yeah, finally, flatly. Coming soon to uh, CBS. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more like a sitcom or yeah. something. <laughs> well, remember an Emerald on a sitcom? Of course. Remember the classic episode? Yes, I do. Where he has to find a new jacket. It's, yes, that's a real episode. <laughs> if you look it up, it's a, if you look up the plot description for Emerald, it said yeah. Emerald gets a new jacket, I believe yeah. is the description. I bet the show has like maybe like two laughs. I bet it has Her episode or for the, for the full series? The run? full series. The full series. I bet it has <laughs> something to laugh at. I, I'll, I'll well, be you can say that about almost any show. That is true. Well, I, I, where did I watch uh, some comedy? I wanted to have. Oh, American Virgin. Yeah, that's with uh, Mina Savari. It's like okay, and Bob Hoskins really annoying in it, and Robert Loja really annoying. In it. Okay, if I can laugh five times, I'll keep it. Uh, no, <laughs> I laughed zero times. So, so well, that's like, unfortunate. It's one uh, of those laughs you kind of go like. <laughs> it's like it was like a not even a chuckle. It was like a it was like a mert noise or something. <laughs> was it supposed to be a comedy? Yes, it was to be one of these kind of wacky uh, comedies, or you know, Bob Hoskins is like this kind of uh, adult film producer, and he's a sleaze bag, and then Robert Loja is another sleaze bag, and then Mia Savari is Robert Loja's daughter. It's it sucks. It's this sucks. It's brutally unfunny. So don't watch. Right, well, it there's a warning for people. <laughs> so I guess we'll go to the cliche of the day. Which is awesome. Well, especially yeah. because it's the last one. You know, we've yeah. given you 45 cliches. That's kind of a lot. <laughs> We're officially out unless wow. our dear listeners write in and give us some more. We don't have any more. This is the no. last one. I can't believe um, it. <laughs> and, and we actually kind of have touched upon this before, but just to put a nice bow on it. Yes. It's the white yelling chief slash black yelling chief. Yes. So, you know, in these movies where the chief, the chief of police will sit down the rogue cop and we'll yell at them and sometimes they're white or we call the WYC or the black yelling chief, the BYC, and they will yell at the uh, rogue cop who has his rogue ways. And he's like, you made $1 million in property damage. Ah. <laughs> and it was parodied pretty brilliantly on Sledgehammer. Yes, that was great. You know, Sledgehammer was always being chewed out by his boss. And um, and they had a cliche of a, a natural lampoon's loaded weapon one. So. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he was a, 
game came out of his ears, you know, because he's just a goofy Right, comedy. so it shows that the people definitely know this cliche. Yeah. Um, it's a fun one, though, because, like, uh-oh, what's, uh, what's, what's Riggs and Murtaugh going to get yelled at for this time? So, well, and it's kind of like on The Simpsons with McGarnacle, and, you yeah. know, the chief yells <laughs> McGarnacle. If he gets results, you know, as Homer says. Right, and, but that just goes to show. Yeah, stupid chief. See, that just goes to show that once again, it all comes from Dirty Harry. This all comes from Dirty Harry. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we talked about these great Dirty Harry cliches. It's like, oh, not another partner. <laughs> and but this also kind of counts because his chiefs are all were always yelling at him. They didn't like his rogue ways. It's a great one. Just fun to laugh. Oh, it's a funny one. You just can't help but laugh. Like here comes another black yelling chief or white yelling chief that the chief is yelling and they don't like <laughs> like they, they yeah they always disregard the fact that he gets results yeah I think you that know. happened in the fair game which I talked about in the last episode which then when I rewatched it he got yelled at by his chief I think it, or at least like another superior like I think Christopher McDonald yells at William Baldwin and it's like you're gonna be fired after this <laughs> yeah yeah that's true because even when it's not the chief it might be. Just another co-worker. Yeah. You know, or, it might or not like necessarily another, be the chief. You know, it could be, yeah, just, yeah. Um, usually I imagine them sitting down in front of the chief's desk. But no, it could be one of the other fellow officers that also don't like his rogue ways. Exactly, because, you know, when McDonald was yelling at uh, Max Kirkpatrick, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Kirkpatrick, you better do this right or you're not going to have a job tomorrow. It's like... <laughs> Well, you gotta love it, and you gotta love Cindy Crawford's pizza account, as uh, well, we all do. I I do remember something I was supposed to remember, which was double checking on Cindy Crawford's mole if she still mm. has it or not. I forgot. I'll do it on the next episode. I promise. Ah, you <laughs> led us down this road to make it seem like you had an answer to that. And... No, I don't mean to. I just I forgot about the mole, so I'll, I'll double check, and you'll have a real great answer about her mole or not in the next episode. All right, keep you in suspense. Okay, well, so that was the cliche of the day, the final cliche of the day, unless we come up with more or our listeners come up with more. Yeah. That's the last one. Yeah, I know. That's It's crazy to say that. So hopefully we'll think of some more. Or we'll have some uh, come up as warriors to think of some more. So Yes, we're, we're kind of depending on you. I mean, we did cover a very wide range. I think, you know, it was a pretty good list of 45 or so cliches. I think that's, you know, admirable. Yeah, but it has to come to an end sometime. So unless we get more, that's the end of that. And um, there's something that really won't come to an end, which is and should have been an action star. So Right. Well, don't yeah. count your chickens. That could come to an end, too, someday. <laughs> That's true. But there's, there's more uh, imagination of that one. So there's always almost an endless idea. So Well, that's true, because there's only so many cliches. But as far as people that should be an action star, I guess that could go on and on. So I oh, I didn't do the song last time, so I'll do it this time. Should have been an action star. Okay, so who is uh, the person who should have been an action star today? Liberace. Okay, Liberace. Well, there is one indicator that he could have been an action star, and that's his appearance in WrestleMania. Yeah, it's WrestleMania 1 or 2, and he's like, Hulk Hogan. Uh, (laughs) Who's the guy who has the Slim Jims? You're not really doing this very well. Let's just so, let's just back up a second. Yeah, sure. So in the in the first part of WrestleMania, from yes. what I've seen, yeah. um, they're announcing the announcer is trying to get the crowd hyped up, yes, and they're announcing yes. all the people that are going to be in WrestleMania, and it's all the people you might think, you know, it's saying Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, yeah, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, 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 Randy Savage and Liberace, <laughs> yeah, and Liberace is like. Hmm, Liberace likes wrestling, huh? So it's like, <laughs> and he's wearing it's like one of these things either doesn't belong or really does belong. I mean, <laughs> he was probably happy to be there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I think he was wearing his outfit, right? I think. Well, was, why wouldn't he be? He's not wearing like a regular like shirt and pants. He's wearing like the sequins. <laughs> right? Why was he at WrestleMania? No one knows. But he should have been an action star. Because he, it could be like command performance, you know, instead of Dolph Lundgren, you know, you know, taking care of the terrorists, it would be Liberace and he could maybe uh, pick up a piano. <laughs> Almost like John well, Tesh. Well, he has superhuman strength. <laughs> or the well, candelabra. See, I feel, yeah, I mean, the thing is Liberace, maybe he's tired of playing that same old role and wants to show that he has range. So he 
has to put on a revenge outfit, grow be- yeah. some beard stubble, and kill some people with a gun. <laughs> maybe Don't throw all... a candelabra at them. I could see that. And then maybe it has knives in it. So it's like... uh, so... Sure, why not? See, but he still has to have the sequins, right? So it's still... <laughs> Well, he can be a sequin guy by day and a yeah. vigilante by night. Now, I guess this could be called Deadly Candelabra. I know there's right. already that movie with uh, Michael Douglas, but this is the action version. <laughs> I guess you can't call it Behind the Candelabra, but you could no. call it, um, yeah, Deadly Candelabra. Yeah, yeah, was... Deadly Candelabra. So you, you have like Liber- and then Liberace in and then the role he was born to play. And he, he's playing the piano. <laughs> he's doing all this great stuff. And then uh, his family is killed. <laughs> yeah, same old plot, huh? <laughs> He's just waiting for the right girl to come along, right? <laughs> yes, he's a confirmed bachelor. <laughs> so maybe uh, his bachelor status now becomes the status he's on the run. So it's like, and he's out for revenge. So, All right, that works. Because no status MIA. So status bachelor, status MIA. And KIA is in <laughs> Vietnam. So it's like. <laughs> right. And so this whole piano playing thing is just a cover, but really he's like an assassin. Yes. And I think I'm. Ex- I really want to see some uh, huts explode in this one. So huts? Maybe, maybe he goes, so he to, goes to the jungle. Yeah, maybe he goes to the jungle, or maybe there's a flashback. He's in Vietnam. So, and sure. I, yeah. So I think I, I'd like to see this movie. You could totally see that uh, your local blockbuster, and yeah, like <laughs> I would rent it. So. <laughs> well, you would also rent Who Wrote the Potato Salad or whatever that movie is. <laughs> I think it's Who Made the Potato Salad, starring Jaleel Urkel White. So it's like. <laughs> a movie I've never seen, but it was readily available at your uh, Hamden Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, right. Eight copies? <laughs> that many? Wow. I think it was more like five, but still a lot for potato salad. Yes. And keep in mind, it's potato salad with an E. That's right. And you don't like potato salad, right? You know, because it's mayonnaise. So it's I don't like mayonnaise. I find it no. gross. Yeah. And. I don't eat anything with mayonnaise. So yeah. to answer your question, no, I would not be eating potato salad unless there's a way you can make it without mayonnaise. And I'd be happy to have it because I like potatoes, but I don't like yeah. mayonnaise. There might be a way. I got to look up some recipes. I think there's like a vinegar based one that you can make. Yeah. Yeah, vinegar syndrome based. Uh, yeah. Vinegar. <laughs> vinaigrette. <laughs> no, no, I wonder if that could be a segment like because, um, you know, I have all these ideas for movies that vinegar syndrome could release. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a short segment. An upcoming podcast could be Vinegar Syndrome should release this, and it can, we could talk about a certain movie. Oh, I like that idea. All right, I'm going to write that down. I'll I just it. thought of that. You know, that makes me think of the Paul Newman uh, salad dressing. Why don't they name it after his movies? You know, he always just, you know, it's like, you know, balsamic vinegar. Why do they call it like HUD? <laughs> um, I know it sells well. Like nobody's fooling. This is great salad dressing. <laughs> exactly. Why didn't you put all the great uh, Paul Newman movies? You know, Cool Hand Vinegar. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. They should do like Cool Ranch. They yeah, could be Cool, cool Ranch. Yeah. Cool, cool Ranch Luke. Ranch. Yeah. Cool Ranch Luke. Cool Hand Ranch. So, you know, <laughs> that's true. They're not really leveraging the fact that it's Paul Newman. It could be anybody. Yeah, they should yeah. they should incorporate his movie titles. I agree. That's what that's what Arnold did for his uh, governor campaign. He, he made every title a campaign slogan. Well, that's true. I'm going to terminate Gray Davis. <laughs> it's a total recall. It's like wow. That's yes, perfect. that is perfect. I think there are some other ones. I mean, I will erase Gray Davis from the. <laughs> From the a, his campaign slogans are a bunch of true lies. Yeah, I think he did say that. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's that's why he won, and he was governor for a long time. He sure was. All right, so those probably, are the segments. Yeah. So well, let's talk about today's subject or subjects, which is fire fists. So you had this idea to combine the fire movies on the yeah. website with the fist movies, and then we'll call it fire fist. Fire fist, yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Well, before we get into that, did you want to say anything else about uh, Liberace action movie or no? Like that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty much done with that. Okay. Any parting moments? Okay. So now we're gonna get to that. We're gonna do fire first and then fist second. So well, that makes sense. Jump... It's fire fist. It's not fist yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> fist fire. So it could be like a cool song for the end of the uh, movie. We made a movie called Fire Fist. We have Steve McClintock. So well, gonna... I'll get him on the phone later. 
<laughs> we're gonna jump right into it. We're not gonna talk about Firehead or Firing Line because we already did those uh, for AIP. So right, okay. We're gonna start off with Firehawk from 1993. Um, well, that's an early one for the website. I mean, it yes. it had uh, Martin Cove wearing some sort of Indian slash Native American coat. I think that was endangered, but he also might be wore that in in, in uh, Firehawk. There was a period in the 90s when he wore that sort of pattern jacket, almost like Seagal did with his fringe yeah. jacket. Cove had this sort of Indian jacket that he would yeah. wear. Yeah, and I think he wore it in Ballistica. Oh, really? I think so. So, um, so this is a uh, you know classic Serio Santiago war movie. It's a little standard paint by numbers, but it's got Cove, and he and he stars as Stewart. A rescue copter pilot with an attitude who loves his cigars, and then he has a rough and tumble demeanor, and he has, you know, he, you know, saves uh, people's lives. <laughs> it's like the A team. So, um, and it's the thing is, I that's just a tape purge movie because it, it's so standard and paint by numbers. You don't really care if you remember. Right? Anything, okay. You know? Not that's really. Like, yeah. No, it's not bad, but something about it made you not want to keep it in your collection. Yeah. It's just, it's just okay. I mean, if I found it again, like at a Goodwill or something, I'd buy it. You know, I found that time tunnel. Um, so the the best part of the movie really is someone says no. <laughs> well, we get that a lot. Actually, that's yeah. a cliche. I think we've talked about. Oh yeah, we had a whole episode with all the no. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> that's what we titled the episode. Was, no. <laughs> I guess. That's not much to say about that one. I guess it's well. There's there's better serial movies out there than Firehawk. So, uh, you know, Final Mission is a good example. So. Oh yeah, um, The Devastator. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Fast Gun. I think he made that. We talked about Fast Gun in the other podcast. That's yeah, no, he definitely has some better ones, but he does have a lot of kind of standard movies. I guess this is one of them. Yeah, kind of like Kill Zone. You no, know, with uh, Horace Wiggins. <laughs> right, that's not very memorable. So we're going to jump right into a, well, it's kind of a normal movie, really. It's Fire Down Below. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve Seagal, you know, people know this movie. But what it's an interesting movie because it's kind of like a homespun drama, right? So, um, I think to the best of Steve's ability, yeah. yes. Yeah, because, yeah, yes, he has to clean up that toxic waste from that evil Chris Christopherson. But uh, – Oren Hanner? That was his name, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> mm. you, know, you, you got to look Chris Christopherson because he has that great kind of evil kind of voice. So you know he's up to no good. So, yeah, but um, he isn't always a bad guy. No, 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 he's not. He's not a bad guy in Blade. He's a good, you know, he's the uh, West. He's Blade's buddy. buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So th- this is a better Seagal, Latter-day Seagal. I mean, we enjoyed went it. Went to the theater. Went to the, yeah, and, uh, it's, he has a goofy jacket on, as usual. I think there's a picture of it on the site. And <laughs> I think it kind of tried its best to be the best Seagal movie it can be. Because <laughs> it's better than The Patriot. But The Patriot also is kind of fun to watch now because it's about a certain virus. That, mm. uh, <laughs> so it's like I didn't know it was about a virus when I watched that. I thought it was just him like beating up people or whatever. And it was, it's like about a virus? <laughs> is there a movie with Vinnie Jones and um... – Danny Glover, I think it's called Toxin, Toxin. about a virus. That sounds familiar, yeah. And I've, I haven't seen that one. I'm interested in that. Uh, I've seen that one. This so you haven't called, seen that? No, I haven't seen that one, but I've seen a movie called Toxic, and it has Tom Sizemore and Master P. Um, <laughs> of course it does, and of course you've seen it. Yeah, that was the total movie I rented at Blockbuster. It's like Master P and Tom Sizemore in the movie together, finally. It's like... <laughs> Um, All right, so yeah. since people know a lot about Fire Down Below, I think we we'll could jump, we'll maybe, jump to a different one. Yeah. We're going to go with uh, – we're, we're almost done, actually. We have uh, Fire Back is next. Great uh, cover. I mean, if people aren't familiar with the VHS box art, they should go on their internet and check yeah. that out. Because <laughs> it's, it's a great cover and the great uh, tagline, which I'll read, they thought he was dead. They thought they were safe. They were wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> and it's about a guy with a big gun. I mean, that's really the plot of the movie. He has a big gun. God. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, that's a song by ACDC, right? Big Guns. Yes, it's from the soundtrack of Last Action Hero. Yeah. Starring the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It all circles back. And if people don't know much about Fireback, I'll read some of the plot. Uh, Jack Kaplan was a weapons specialist in Vietnam who invented the most awesome gun ever. A gigantic combination grenade launcher bazooka missile launcher. (laughs) There's a load of other surprises and goodies. So... Um, <laughs> played by Richard Harrison. Yeah, Richard right? Harrison in a non ninja role. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't always a middle aged ninja. He, yeah, yeah. he could do other things. It, unfortunately, he doesn't have the Garfield phone in this one, right? <laughs> Not every Godfrey home movie has the Garfield phone. <laughs> I would get a Garfield phone, but we all have cell phones now, so there's no Garfield cell phone. So, mm. or I guess there could be if you had like a you know back uh, cover or whatever for your phone. But, you know, remember when uh, Garfield chews the fat? You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your favorite Garfield book? Yes, it is. Because he's like, he's trying to put on like his pants or something. He, I guess Garfield's trying to put on pants. Okay. Or some sort of long johns, I think. And it's like, <laughs> he can't put them on because he's overweight. He's doing <laughs> and hilarity fat. ensues. Yeah. <laughs> and let me guess what happens. He doesn't like normal. So that's a spoiler. Then he kicks, he kicks Odie off the table and John's yeah. not happy. Yeah. No, no. But see, does John can hear Garfield, right? Or is that? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think they do have some form of communication, but I've never really delved into it. Well, this is like this is a comic strip. I shouldn't really think too hard about it, but do you, I, I'm assuming John hears him, and then he wants his lasagna, or I don't know. Well, he's really listening to Heathcliff, I think, <laughs> or Felix the Cat, or Fritz the Cat, if you want. <laughs> some cat. Uh, some sort of cat, but he doesn't listen to Garfield because he. <laughs> you gotta love that Garfield. So that was Fireback, everybody. Moving no. on. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll get off Garfield talk. We'll go back to uh, Fireback. Okay, so yeah, basically him has this massive gun. You have to wait a really long time for him to use it. That's that's why it's not the best movie. It's no blood debts, you know. Mm, you mean as far as Richard Harrison movies go? Richard Harrison movies. Who has he has a similar gun on the cover. Man, I want a copy of Blood Nuts. Uh, I mean, if you can if you can see it for free, I would totally, you know, definitely uh, definitely watch it. Because there's an evil bad guy of a golden claw also. Oh, wait, look, Harrison, he does dress up as a ninja. <laughs> I guess he couldn't go the whole movie without being a ninja. <laughs> Maybe his headband says ninja. I don't know. <laughs> so I can't tell. Is that a ninja? Oh, his headband says ninja. Okay, good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right, otherwise, I wouldn't have known. I'd be confused. That, that's not a ninja. So, <laughs> so we'll jump from uh, Fire Back to Fire Walker, which I think we did briefly talk about in the Chuck Wagon episode. Uh, Chuck Norris, I would imagine we would have, yes. Yeah, I think we did. They might have gotten short into the stick with Mitch. Well, because um, I think we're talking about our favorite Chucks, and I don't think that's yeah. too many people's favorite Chuck. I didn't make it. You know, it's kind of like we talked about Slaughter in San Francisco uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a slog, kind of a Chuck slog, uh, if you remember. I mean, it's an adventure. Would you say it's more of an adventure movie than an action movie? Oh, a hundred percent. So it's like Indiana Jones can't get any hotter. So you got to get Chuck Norris as Indiana Jones. Or in his name is Max Donegan. So... Well, of course it is. And uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is there, and it's canon, and they're having an adventure, and they're in the yeah. woods in the jungle. and yeah. yeah it's not really the Chuck we like, where he's more in the urban environment, like yeah. the Hitman. Yeah, the Hitman's awesome. <laughs> Drop dead. Yes. So many great moments in the Hitman. This isn't really that. This is – I don't want to – would you say it's family-friendly, Chuck? I mean, it's sure. rated R. No, it's a hard PG for sure. Oh, yeah. So this is more like, you know, if you're a kid and you're a young man and you want to start watching Chuck, you could yeah. probably watch this. Yeah, you can watch it with your fam. It's like <laughs> – or family, I guess. So, <laughs> I guess that's not the Chuck we necessarily want, but it might be a good Chuck for somebody. Well, I mean, he's done these family-friendly movies. You know, you got Top Dog and uh, I guess Bells of Innocence. It's not that family friendly though. <laughs> it's like the Twilight Zone, but Christian, which is Bells of Innocence. Um, so we're gonna jump to some good ones. Uh, we got uh, two more. Hmm, which one? To start? We'll do Firecracker next from 1981. Hey, a, hey, a serial movie. That's good. 
So Jillian Kessner. Yeah. Yeah, Jillian Kessner. She's sort of I don't know if she's in the Philippines, but she's kind of kicking people and Yeah. yeah she's kicking doing martial people. arts. Yeah, she's yeah, she's a beautiful female martial instructor. She's a degree belt a black belt. They they say it numerous times in the movie. And then she's on the quest for her missing sister. Now <laughs> this sounds familiar because they use this plot, Angel Fist, right? Uh, and Angel of Destruction, other serios. Yeah, I think he has used this plot before. Yes. It's a fun plot. I mean, obviously, we all know the the, uh, the classic bit where she's doing topless kickboxing. <laughs> Which is another bit he recycled, but, you know, yeah. why mess with perfection? Exactly. Well, I don't know how they follow that, but it's brilliant. And it's fun. This one's a really fun one. I mean, I got in that in that DVD set. With the other ones, uh, TNT Jackson but, and yeah, uh, Cleopatra Jones. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. But it's a it, that's the standout one I think. Firecracker. Plus it's a cool title. It's it's just pure fun. And it, <laughs> Darby Hinton is also in this movie and he plays Chuck. <laughs> no Chuck, interesting. Yeah. So it's funny. I think he he's trying to be like a Chuck Norris type Darby. Right. Well, he was also in um, Malibu Express, right? Oh, that's right. You love Darby Hinton. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. And she says that we say that Jillian Kessner is in Operation Cobra, which I don't remember her in. She must have not. Well, like, it's probably a small role. Oh, okay. But we just said it's pure fun. Oh, Silk too also does the uh, uh, missing sister topless kickboxing scene. Mm-hmm. So it it's just pure fun. You just have you got to enjoy it. I mean, buy it on if it's on any format. <laughs> um, our next movie, our last fire movie. Here's a good one. Firepower, 1993 PM movie. Right, Firepower. Gary Daniels is yeah. in the future. Yeah, Gary Daniels, Chan McQueen, and of course, James, James Helwig. Wade, the ultimate warrior. He, who, he plays the swordsman. He's awesome in it. And it's funny because <laughs> Sledge, that's Gary Daniels' name. <laughs> and Brad. Well, yeah, we mentioned Sledgehammer before. See, it's all coming back today. Yeah, so if people don't know about this, the plot of uh, Firepower, in the faraway future of 2007, two cops named Braniff, Janet Queen, and Sledge, Gary Daniels, they're the toughest police officers in L.A., and they have to uh, go into these lawless areas called Hell Zones. Not me if he's with Hell Wigs. <laughs> hell Wig. I mean, I could totally see, I'm assuming a Hell Wig would be like a fire wig for your... <laughs> Um, they have to break a counterfeit AIDS vaccine ring. Interesting. And they go undercover into the hell zone and there's some illegal punch fighting involved. And there's also, uh, it's run by the evil Drexel, played by uh, Joseph Ruskin. Now, this, is a, this is pure fun. The beginning is amazing with these cool car chases and these uh, killer explosions. This is, a, this is a standout. Yeah, classic 90s PM all the way. Oh, God, I love it. Well, Chad McQueen kind of, you know, brings it down a little bit because <laughs> I think they have these funny nicknames when they're punch fighting, though. Right. Do you remember this? Mm, nicknames? Um, trying to remember his name, but I think, you know, Nick Sledge is Gary Daniels, but then they ch- they changed Chad McQueen's name to Alley Cat. <laughs> Actually, that does sound kind of familiar. They still they have to come up with a name so they can fight in the hell zone or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, trying to see if I can try to find the name, but um, <laughs> it's, but if people haven't seen this one, it's definitely an underrated PM movie. Oh, there's okay. a lot of people going raw. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that does happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, okay. So they changed Sledge's name to the Hammer, and then and Chad's is Alley Cat. Not that uh, he's the fearsome Alley Cat. We said. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we are out of fire movies right now. Okay. So I'm going to jump over to the fist movies. Now, okay, I'm interesting which one to start with. We're going to go with another Gary Daniels, Fist of the North Star. Fortunately, this was kind of a dud. It was so, based on the anime. It has Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, he plays uh, <laughs> Lord... No, what's his name? <laughs> Not Lord Shin. That, that's Louis Mandalore. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell is Ryukin. <laughs> right, that makes sense. <laughs> he looks like a Ryukin. Oh, yeah. 
a perfect casting. <laughs> um, but the downtown Julie Brown is also in this movie, and that that's really funny because um, she's also in an episode of Walker Texas Ranger as like a psychic. <laughs> I think I showed you that video once. Um, it, it's like, do you want to be part of remember, But it's always good to have some downtown Julie Brown, I suppose. She should make a comeback. She's still around. So it's, all the MTV VJs should make a comeback. What what happened to Jesse? You know, it's like Oh right, him. <laughs> or uh well Ricky Ratman or Hunter Oh uh what's her name? Uh I can't think of her name. Not Kennedy, because she's on her own show, but um who's the other VJ? Oh Martha Quinn. Well, she's around. Isn't there I'm thinking of another person though. Oh nuts. Um but so to go back to the movie, though, I guess if people haven't seen this. I guess I can read the plot a little bit. Or people who have read this anime or seen the anime show or the post-apocalyptic world. A sinister organization known as the Southern Cross wants to rule the wastelands. And it's represented by Lord Shin, played by Louis Mandalore. And his right-hand man, Jackal, played by Chris Penn. Oh, a man named Kenshiro, played by Gary Daniels. You know, he stands in opposition. So wonder what's going to happen. The, the problem with the movie, I thought, or maybe we said it's a bunch of pointless gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, from what I remember, it doesn't have a lot of focus. And it, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. It should have been well, more streamlined. It's not. It's a closed in sets and stagey. And just, this could have been a really good one. It should have been like the other Gary Daniels movie we've seen. And it has a. Uh, I can't remember these movies out of my head. He's in another post-apocalyptic movie. Um, I, I'll, I'll get the title. We've seen it. I know Barbara what you're talking Crampton. about. It's Barbara Crampton. Mm, that doesn't really help that much. I'll have it in a second. <laughs> I guess I wasn't gonna, expecting to think of this. Uh, it's Cold Harvest. So. Oh, Cold Harvest. Okay. Yeah, because that's an Isaac Florentine. There's a lot of funny whips, and that was a good one. That's a good post-apocalyptic Gary Daniels. So. Maybe we could we want maybe we could do a full podcast on Gary Daniels. Well, that would make sense for us. Maybe a connoisseur on that. I know he's a big fan. Yeah, all right. So I guess I wouldn't really recommend this one. It's kind of a dud. So we're gonna go to we'll go with this one. Fists of Blood. Edward John Stazak, aka Strike of the Panther. Right. Oh, right. Yes, it's a sequel to Day of the Panther. Yes, right? and they changed yeah. it to uh, the American version to Fist of Blood from Celebrity Video VHS. Yeah, great box art. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's his bloody fist, if you want to look it up. And <laughs> Jason Blade, every woman's dream, every criminal's nightmare. <laughs> right, I think Brian Trenchard Smith made these Jason Blade movies back-to-back, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Sure yeah, he did. So it says it basically has 45% new footage. <laughs> I think there might be some recycled footage, but it's not, you know, that, that's not such a bad thing. No, it's pure fun. It's just, you, people should watch these movies. I, are they, I think they're on uh, Blu-ray, right? Well, so, they put them both on one Blu-ray. There's an Australian perfect. Blu-ray, which I have, which has oh, awesome. both of them. That's awesome. You have it. Yeah, because you gave me uh, your uh, Day of the Panther. Yes, which I used to have on VHS, but now you have it. Ah, thanks. So... And this is fun because it has all the great cliches. It's got the steam factory. It's got uh, these really goofy bad guys. And there's like some telekinesis. I won't give anything else away. It's just pure fun. And the, the Strike of the Panther cover for the UK is really cool looking. Did you ever see that, right? Oh, I'm it, sure I've seen it, yes. It. I'll explain it. People are well, obviously listening. <laughs> it's like a Jason guy, Jason mask guy with like a, with a hood on. It's really cool. Well, those are the bad guys. Yeah, those are the bad guys. It's so it's such a cool idea. It's kind of like those bad guys in Avenging Force. They have masks yes. on. Yes, right. Uh, it is similar. Yeah. So that, that's a that, I like that one a lot. It was a lot of fun. Definitely recommended. Um, and our next movie, our next fist movie. Oh, here we go. Here's a punch fighter. Fist fighter. <laughs> hey, of course. What would a fist podcast be without fist fighter? <laughs> Jorge Rivero and yeah. Lord Albert as Punchy. That is. Yes, that is it is Punchy. <laughs> His name is Punchy. Yeah. <laughs> got He's the guy from the Hawaiian Punch. Um, was it blood or was it his Hawaiian Punch? 
Well, he says, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? Then he punches you, and there's this red liquid that goes yeah. down the screen. We don't really yeah. know. <laughs> That's violent, bro. That's violent for... <laughs> but if well, you probably couldn't punch... do that today. No. If you, if you love the punchy name, let's not forget about Rivero's name, CJ Thunderbird. <laughs> Now, that's a name. This is a classic punch fighting movie. This oh is really goodness. just yeah. just bare knuckle punching. Yeah, it's punching, and it's from the pristine year of 1989. Yes. So, so if people haven't seen this one, C.J. Thunderbird. Wow, it's an awesome name. What's my name? Ty Thunderbird or Brett Thunderbird? Would be awesome. Is a drifter who closely resembles this oh, Massachusetts Senator John Kerry. Hmm. <laughs> and he's going south of the border because his friend died. At the hands of the mysterious fist fighter named Rhino Reinhardt, played by Matthias Hughes. And uh, then he wrist wrestles the meatheads, and he, does he uh, prevail against uh, Reinhardt? Well, I will not give it away. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, this is only on tape. So, as far as I know, but yeah, if you like punch fighting, this is certainly one to seek out. Oh, yeah. This is, when I was getting into the punch fighting genre, yeah. this is one of the first ones I've kind of stumbled upon. It's like Fist Fighter? Because <laughs> it started with Shoot Fighter, and then I just like, what? let me find more of these. And, you know, back in 2010, you know, the internet wasn't as perfect as it is now. So it was tricky. But I found them, and this is a good one. And uh, and let's not forget about the character of the Beast that uh, CJ has to fight. Because <laughs> um, remember what this guy looks like? He's like a hairy guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's very hairy. That's all very I recall. Hairy. Yes, he's a Robin Williams hairy-like creature who <laughs> myrtleizes everyone in the ring. That's what he wrote. Well, but see, that's what they had back then. You know, they had different characters. You know, now they don't have these sort of colorful characters. Yeah, there's no punchies anymore. There's no Rhino Reinhardt. There's no really villains. You don't get many villains in movies anymore. And it's unfortunate because we want fun villains to boo and hiss at. Well, that's why people keep going back to these movies from this time. Because they delivered that. <laughs> that's all we want. Something to deliver the goods in, in your VCR. And this one definitely does. Um, our next movie, oh, another puncher. Well, because this starts with the title Fist. We right. talked about this one a little bit in AIP, actually. So I'll just make it quick. Fist of Steel. You know, Dale Apollo Cook, you know, he punches everyone. We already yes. talked about that in detail. So I'm just actually going to jump right to the next one. which <laughs> Another Dale Apollo Cook, which is Fist of Glory, his first movie. It's sort of a Vietnam drama, right? Oh, no, no, it's it's really not. Um, oh. I rewatched it, and it's a it's pure explosions and fun. And punch oh, okay, for some reason I thought it was, wasn't that. But no, I know what no, you're saying. No. I, I remember now. It's, there's something off about the movie because it's just, it's you know it's from the Philippines. There's something goofy about it. It it's it's fun. Uh, I'll say the plot a little bit. Jake Johnny Reynolds and his team and his team are deep in the jungle fighting the VC, an unauthorized mission. Uh, and then his his team kind of goes missing, and he has to fight people in this like kind of Philippines punch fighting. And then there's some really good uh some good stunts. We said. Oh, people are flipping around and everything. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember this. And this is another early one for the website, kind of along the lines of Firehawk. Yes, we, we watched it, uh, wow, <laughs> 11 years ago. Or at least we posted 11 years ago. And it's Everyone was, watched it earlier than that, probably. Probably did. I think in the old days of the website, we used to watch them and post them, you know? <laughs> That's true. So we did probably watch it right around that time. Um. And there's something with secret chilies, which I will not uh, give away. Mm. So, well, that uh, is intriguing. Yes. So this is a definitely a good one. And, you know, most Dale Apollo Cook movies are pretty fun. I think he doesn't have a dud in the bunch. So, so. Well, American Kickboxer 2 <laughs> is one of his best. Yeah, the pinnacle. <laughs> well, Blood, Blood Ring is good. Fist of Glory, or no, I'm sorry, Fist of Steel and um, Double Blast. Is there a blood ring too? It's been really hard to find for. I don't decades. know. I will have to leave our listeners to figure that out because it's one of those yeah. not officially released movies that maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't. I really don't know. I would love to know. You know, our our friend uh, Dave, Dave's VHS, 
he's always looking for uh, these. Dale, he loves Dale Apollo Cook. So well, of course, who who doesn't? And he hasn't been in that many movies. No, that's what it's, it's almost easy to get all of his movies. And then, of course, there's one you can't find: Blood Ring Two. <laughs> um, right, so I'm I can't believe it. We're almost done. Um, it's our last fist movie. Oh. That was fast. Oh, that was fast. <laughs> okay. Well, well you know, we, we won't draw it out. We'll just give the, uh, the listeners the, the goods. All right. It's another punch fighter. Fists of Iron from 1995, a.k.a. Enter the Shoot Fighter. And it has our buddy, Matthias Hughes, Michael Worth, Sam Jones, and Eric Lee. Um, you must remember this one. Dale Hartwell. Oh, yeah. This is, this is kind of like a classic punch fighter this is just exemplifies the punch fighting genre to a t i mean it's 1995 vhs movie with yeah. all these people and they're punching it's yeah. th- this is the punch fighting movie yeah. really i mean it's like you, you can't do much punchier than this <laughs> it's very punchy <laughs> this is this the fact it doesn't have punchy but close no enough. no but you know sam jones is kind of like the punchy of the movie because he's like the trainer for uh yeah. Wolf. so so the plot, people haven't seen this one, is Dale Hartwell, Michael Worth, is an easygoing mechanic and single father. One day, his friend Matt, played by Nick Hill, takes him to a ritzy mansion where the Peter Gallagher's all-stars, <laughs> not related to the uh, awesomely eyebrowed actor. So they fight in a backyard ring for big money cash prizes. Uh, prizes. So, but... They have to fight up against Victor, the destroyer Bragg, played by, of course, Matthias Hughes. Now, they change his name. Do you remember this, Brett? Um, I remember saying that when you're the victor, you got to brag. Yeah. <laughs> great, great bit. But they also changed his name from Victor. <laughs> I guess I'm laughing at this, these ridiculous movies. Uh Victor Destroyer Bragg, and it changed to Victor the Giant Bragg. Like in the movie, they just kind of changed his nickname. Changed his name to mid film to Victor the Giant. So it was just really weird. He was Victor the Destroyer just a few minutes ago. (laughs) They couldn't decide. You can have more than one nickname. Now, this is another movie which has certain shoot fighting or punch fighting pants, also. That's why I saved this one for last. So. Yes, I remember his punch fighting pants. Well, were these the American ones, like the American flag? Yes, the American flag pants, and they have uh, pants that are blue with white polka dots. Um, <laughs> well, you have to be able to kick uh, freely, and you have to have loose-fitting punch fighting pants. <laughs> well, how are you going to kick Bragg, you know? How is Michael Worf going to kick Bragg? Well, I don't know. The viewer, the people just have to watch the movie and find out. Uh, this is a good one. It's... I had to pay kind of a pretty penny for this one, but it was worth every every dollar because it was it was worth every yeah, dollar. It was worth it. It was totally Michael worth it to get this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then there's a part I don't want you want too much away because it's just, it's just a good fun time uh, at home when you when you watch it. Maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. So. I mean, I think we haven't checked lately, but this might be another one of those tape only movies. Oh, for sure. It's like I'd love to see a Blu-ray release. Maybe it could be a mixture of Fist Fighter and uh, Fist of Steel double feature. From, well, uh, that would be something. Well, that's going to be our new segment, right? Right. Or, yeah, maybe not necessarily Vinegar Syndrome should release it. Maybe anyone should release it. I would like to know why they thought there's the Peter Gallagher's All-Stars. Which also, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a real guy who yeah. does that. I don't know. Because... <laughs> It's <laughs> laugh. It's so so goofy. It's goofy fun. But that's it for the uh, movies. Unless I can, unless I forgot one, which I don't think I did. Well, I think we talked about saying, are we going to talk about Falling Fire? Oh, um, okay. We could just kind of do know. that as a extra. You know, that's a boring space slog of Mike Paré. Uh, <laughs> that was a tape purge. <laughs> well, but that makes sense because it's this not very good Corman produced sci-fi movie about God, God knows what. I think it was about Armageddon or, you know, the world's coming to an end. Um, I don't remember anything about it, but I remember I got from Time Tunnel. Cause, hey, Michael Paré. I think uh, it's like Carver's Gate. Car- oh, I kept that. You know, that's funny. People, I guess there's a, kind of a cult following for Carver's Gate. 
which uh, did not um, expect. It's kind of junky. <laughs> that reminds me, Brian Cranston's in a space log movie from Corman. I think it's called uh, like Dead Space. Have you seen this one? No, but I, I've heard of it. I think I might be able to get a copy soon. I mean, see, uh, I think he's the main character too, so that'd be kind of interesting. Um, well, he was in um, <laughs> that airplane movie. Oh, um, you mean strategic, strategic Command? I was waiting for the yeah, Strategic yeah. Command. Yes. Which he's, if you look it up on IMDb, unless they changed that, he's the last uh, actor billed in it. It's like he's like basically uncredited. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe that should change now that, you know, the world knows who Brian Cranston is. You know, at the yeah. time, he, he was just another kind of jobbing character actor. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, be, I'd love to get uh, his opinion on that one, of course, and Street Corner Justice and maybe Dead Space. It's like he's um, barely in Street Corner Justice, though. But it'd be fine because remember they have those in Street Corner Justice, Mark Singer and Brian Cranston's like a priest and they meet at a video store. Yes, yes, I do remember that. I don't remember. I think we did talk about this in the Streets is Watching episode. I guess I mm-hmm. mentioned a lot of previous episodes in this episode. <laughs> well, the farther we go, the, the more we're going to probably look back. But maybe we can talk to Clint Howard one day. We could ask yeah. him. Yeah, because he must have. I think he had some stories. He, uh, I think it was a wacky production, <laughs> as you can probably tell on the screen. It's good old Mike Justice. Well, I guess that's uh, it for the list. Um, we could do yeah, uh, well, but it was a good idea. Fire Fist, oh, that was good. Fire Fist, yeah. So and so that is kind of an overview of the Fire and the Fist movies that yeah. we've talked about over the years. And there were some good ones, and there were some bad ones, and we're all having a great time. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what more could you hope for? Probably what would be the standouts? Firecracker and like Fists of Steel, you know? Yeah, or probably. Fists of Iron. So. Steel and iron, pretty close. So it's like, <laughs> but we should do the plugs. Um, oh, okay. Got, uh, oh, so you have something else to say? What? You mm, no, to say? no, that that pretty much wraps it up. Okay, we could talk forever, but I guess we won't. let people go. Uh, okay, so we have uh, the website comeuppancereviews.net, and then we have Ty Comeuppance on the Twitters, and Ty Action Rocks on Instagram, and we're on Facebook under the website name. And hit it, Brett, with the web with the website. Oh, um, if you want to email us, it's at crpodcast at yahoo.com. Pretty sweet. I uh, hope, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> that is the end. Also, don't forget uh, thanks to the Comeuppance oh, yes, Warriors. Right. Yes, the Comeuppance um, Warriors. So especially the cool guy who really likes this is Strider Kaijin on Instagram. He's he's yes. awesome dude. Big fan. Thanks for thanks yeah. for listening. So, yeah, so that'll be our shout out of the week. Yes, and, he gets a bonus shout out. He got a shout out before, and he gets a bonus shout out. He's such a well, cool dude. <laughs> so, um, that's all we got for today. Hopefully, you enjoyed yep. Fire Fist, and um, maybe <laughs> this will inspire you to seek out some of these movies that we've talked about and avoid some of the other ones. And this provided some sort of a roadmap, as we always try to do. Yep. And the roadmap had a great finish line, and we'll. Uh... We'll let you go. We're eventually coming to, and uh, <laughs> well, eventually <laughs> we'll go. We'll, well go. here it is. This is the end of the podcast, and goodbye, everybody. Yep. We out.
Yeah, Cool Ranch Luke, Cool Hand Ranch. So, 